Hello, creeps. Welcome to the Horror Vanguard. I'll be your ghost. I mean host for today's exciting tale of terror. Zombieland or the 12 rules for surviving a pandemic. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to a very special, I guess special um horror vanguard mini series that we're starting off. You know, given given everything that's going on in the world with COVID-19, social distancing, we're all feeling a little isolated, we're all feeling a little on edge. Uh, so we thought, what better way to go through that than to start a mini-series that will last indefinitely through through this quarantine, where we talk about uh, pandemic movies, plague movies, movies about viruses, and uh, yeah, yeah, how's it going, John? <laughs> it is, oh wow, it is, it's so good everything's everything's everything is everything's so great everything's so great um very excited to 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 be talking about uh social distance cinema uh that's gonna be our <laughs> that's gonna be our new uh series new mini series um yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be good it's gonna be a way of kind of drawing inspiration from from culture to get us through uh what may be quite a quite a long time yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is an an indefinite thing we're currently experiencing. So, who knows how long it lasts? So, Ash, what what's the first film that we are going to be talking about in the series? So we uh, we we talked it over, and there's a whole there's a whole host of films that we want to talk about in the context of uh, viruses and plagues and human response therein. <clears throat> but we will be starting things off with a lighthearted movie and uh, one of the classics of the zombie genre, the original Zombieland movie. Zombieland from 2009. I, if, my first thought is I really love Zombieland. Uh, I saw it years ago, probably around the time where it came out. Really loved it. Uh, watched it now, and it's surprisingly, it holds up. Surprisingly, it holds up. There are some bits of it which are not that great, and it's, it's very clearly made by Americans trying to make a film like Shaun of the Dead. But it's, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's fun. I think it's funny. I think it's 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 well made, and the structure is really solid. There's definitely there's definitely a lot of like, uh, like fat phobic jokes and stuff like that that don't that don't age quite well from from 2009 to today, like a decade later. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, on the whole, this is this is a good movie about a global pandemic that threatens to destroy human society. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cartoony. I think it was originally meant to be a a tv show there was a tv show pilot made around this concept and then they just decided to turn it into a movie um it's has a kind of very distinct visual style and we follow our ragtag bunch of loners and misfits as they drive across the incredible landscapes of various highways in the american south before making their way to california um I, th- I think it was obviously made on not a lot of money, but it's just a really great, fun film. I mean, it's the that's the beauty of horror is you do not need a lot of money. Like this was this was shot on twenty three million, which is a ludicrous amount of money, but in Hollywood terms, not so much. Uh, and it had a box office return of one hundred and two million. So all in all, the film was a cracking success. When you've got to pay, uh, you got to pay cameo f- fees for Bill Murray. You got to pay Jesse Eisenberg. You got to pay Emma Stone. You got to pay Woody Harrelson. I mean, let, let, let's be real. The uh, like, I really want to know how much of the budget that the um, 
Bill Murray appearance was. Yeah, I'm guessing that was a high six figures for like a day's work. Yeah, that was that had to be a not insignificant chunk of this budget. And I mean, like, like for the for the rest of the actors, like this is this is kind of like earlier career Eisenberg before he did like a DC villain role. Yeah, uh, yeah, before he did, and before he did um, the Social Network. But let's be honest, career highlight for Jesse Eisenberg is shooting Bill Murray in the chest with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be a career highlight for just about anyone, right? But I think I think he peaked there. Let's be honest, I think he peaked there. I think he peaked. I'm sorry, Jesse Eisenberg. I'm <laughs> take that back. That was clearly very, you know, you were in the social network. It did very well. <laughs> so, so what are your thoughts on this film in regards to everything that we're kind of dealing with in the last seven days? I think the big theme, the big thing that we should talk about, the big th- like, let's let's do some sincere posting. Let's let's get very sincere for a second. I think the big thing that we should talk about is how individualism is incredibly bad yes um and looking after your own interests is not a good thing to do uh and that the only way that you can not just survive but maybe even flourish and thrive in a new kind of world is by banding together with whoever you can reach out to yeah i think that i think that's like the key the key takeaway for this for the, from this movie for our specific time you know because the movie the movie follows um columbus who has kind of built a, a set of rules around himself for how to survive the apocalypse one of the unspoken rules that's kind of shared by everyone is just kind of maximal social isolation you know trust no one be friends with no one take care of yourself mm-hmm. and only yourself because it's the zombie apocalypse there is a deadly virus mm-hmm. sweeping through the land and if you only ever have yourself to manage you you one you can never get hurt because the people you won't have anyone to care about, so no one you care about will die, and you'll mm-hmm. never be betrayed or tricked or backstabbed. Mm-hmm. But through the course of the movie, um, I, I think, and I think the movie does this really well, right? Because Jesse Eisenberg, Columbus first meets Tallahassee, played by Woody uh, Harrelson, and then Wichita and Little Rock, played by Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, but like. You know, like they, they they form all of these really uneasy bonds, but then by by the end of the film, like they're they're functioning and right? they're they're functioning as like a little micro society. Mm-hmm. Like it's really tempting in times of crisis to withdraw to to just kind of protect yourself, but as as we know, as we've seen, like we're social animals, we're we're made to forge connections with one another. Um. And that happens in in a whole variety of like really intense circumstances, and I think one of the one of the great things about one of the my like upsides is that we have more tools at our disposal, right? If we, all right, yes, at the moment for 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 public health reasons, everyone is being encouraged to physically distance themselves from one another to try and stay inside as much as possible. But that doesn't mean that we should be socially distant from one another. I think social distancing is a really unhelpful term. I think actually what we need when we're forced into physical distancing is some social closeness. You know, we need to be able to forge connections with people. That's why technology is uh, an incredible tool. Um, you know, we we did our first uh, Horror Vanguard watch party, which was a whole lot of fun. We're going to do them regularly throughout this whole thing. Um 
yeah and we can we can use technology to bring us to bring us into contact with people even though it would be really tempting to just kind of pull away from all these social connections and all of these ways that we could you know uh connect with with other people who are just as frightened who are just as stressed out who is who are living in in just as a stranger world as we are I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think I think this movie does a really good job of depicting that, right? I think a lot of what we're experiencing right now li- lines up really well to the lived reality of the characters in Zombieland. Mm-hmm. You know, we in, in, in like how how long has social distancing been been going on? About a week as of this recording, and like the the stock market has fallen to its knees because because workers can't go to work. You know, like we're we're realizing that like. All, all of the alienation that we've built into society, the, these mm-hmm. grueling antisocial jobs, uh, the, the total lack of health care, the, the total lack of any basic human decency is entirely artificial and completely unsustainable and, and can be wished away in an instant. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's, really <clears throat> that's really important, you know? Like, like all, of, all of these, like, like uh, I guess, rules <laughs> to stick with Zombieland parlance, that we've built up around ourselves that that force us to not know your not know our neighbors to not have a community to not have any solidarity with the people around us are entirely false and in fact are extremely detrimental you know mm-hmm. like if, yeah. if we would have had uh communities in place you know st- real solidarity amongst the working class amongst the people we know we we could have ameliorated the worst of the effects of this before they even started to happen the food shortages, the the medical supply shortages, the the precarious housing and precarious work that's that's starting to spring up as as a cause of this pandemic, are all the direct result yeah. of capitalist alienation. And also, let's 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 be clear: those things are not necessarily those those things are the fault. Like over here in the UK, there's been lots of talk of like supermarkets running out things but it's like no there's 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 a huge amount of there's more than enough food for people yeah there's more than enough food for people what isn't in place is a we live in this kind of over optimized system right where if there is a kind of surge in demand the system itself just can't meet it you know uh in the uk we exist with what they call just in time supply lines um there's a whole lot of talk about these being kind of imperiled thanks to brexit and now this is exactly what we're seeing the fault is not that people are being selfish. Yeah, there are some high-profile cases where that kind of thing is happening. But really, a lot of the problems are not on individual behavior, but on systemic forces, which produce a kind of individual behavior. Yeah, yeah. we, we, live, we live in a society that, you know, we, at, at the start of Zombieland, all of our characters are deeply and crushingly isolated. They're, they're afraid of each other. They won't work together. And that's kind of the situation we're in right now. You know, every part mm-hmm. of our society is designed to breed and hammer into us a a total isolation from the world around us. And so when these pandemics happen, you don't go, oh, my God, I'm going to go knock on all of the doors of my apartment complex and we are going to start uh, organizing what we can internally. Like who, who, who's got food, who can cook, who knows medical skills, right? We're not we're not doing things like that. Where we're like mm-hmm. buying two hundred dollars of toilet paper, these confused and terrifying accident, or they're not accidents, like like consequences of capitalism or what we're witnessing right now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so we have to kind of, uh, we have to kind of think about 
what kind of new relationships can we forge and this is what this whole film is about right they don't trust each other they see each other as competitors for the same resources which is exactly how we're conditioned to behave we're designed to see each other as a threat it's a zero-sum game if you get something that must mean i lost out on something but then one of my favorite scenes in the whole film is when they end up in bill murray's house yeah and they're just kind of in this lap of luxury and it's like there's more than enough stuff there's more than enough stuff to go around for for the the people who who need it and if you recognize that actually you're not facing a competitor you're facing somebody else who is just as uh frightened and stressed and and traumatized as you are then you can move past that idea of seeing them as a potential threat to something that you can get and see them as a um as an ally as a as a family member as a as a friend or, or you know you can build a kind of relationship that doesn't depend upon seeing them as someone who's there just to take your stuff. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, def- I definitely think that that's, that's the main takeaway of this film, right? Is that we need to uh, move past alienation, move past isolation and start building community, even though it's scary and difficult. And there can be a lot of, you know, when... um. Uh, Columbus and Tallahassee first reach out to uh, Wichita and Little Rock. Like Wichita and Little Rock betray them, and they actually betray them yeah. twice throughout the course of the movie. Yeah, twice in like the first twenty minutes of them knowing each other. Right, and so it's like like these uh, the effort to build up these structures to build solidarity with people. Uh, it's 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 not going to be as easy as just you know taking a pie down to your neighbor, right? Like there's going to be challenges, but the rewards are so worth it. You know, because as this movie shows us, the rewards are survival. Mm-hmm. I think um, this this segues us uh, pretty well, I think, into the other kind of like core thing of this movie. Probably you, I, what people remember it for, if they remember it for anything, and that's the uh, the the zombie apocalypse rules that this movie put forward. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so um, Columbus has these rules, the, these ways of. Um, dealing with things um dealing with the zombie apocalypse and some of them are quite healthy and i think in our own periods of of, of social distancing um, some of these rules are actually worth kind of bearing in mind you know he, um surviving the zombie apocalypse what's the what's the rule cardio uh, obviously we can't go out running but you know exercise kind of is is proven to be to be good not just for your physical health but for your mental health which is something that's really important to bear in mind um, so some of these rules I think are really good, you know. Always, always seatbelts. <laughs> that's a perennial. That's a, big, that's a big rule, not just in the zombie apocalypse, but but otherwise. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely I agree. Like I think, um, you know, the a lot of these rules can. I mean, like double tap doesn't really translate to a current situation, <laughs> but like um, Ziploc bags uh, translates I think really well because that one's all about preparedness. It's all about being ready. Um, same same with like clean socks hygiene always have a backup um the last rule don't don't be afraid to ask for help i think is incredibly important in our our current situation mm-hmm. same with the buddy system yep and uh or, you know like get a kick-ass partner i think is one of the rules you know i think like yep. a, a lot of a lot of these rules i think for me illustrate something that's really important right now and um naturally you know like i'm afraid i'm really anxious like these this last week has been a nightmare <laughs> But one of the things that's kind of been comforting me is that, like, there was there's never been anything I could do about the stock market crashing. 
There's, there's yeah. never been anything I could do about medical supply chain shortages or, or this pandemic happening in general, you know? These, these are all society-scale events that are beyond my control. What I can control is what I'm doing currently. I, I can work in my community to do something positive. I can reach out to people. I can start building connections. I can see what people need and what I can do. <clears throat> so it's I think part of this movie is like, Columbus has this really strong intuitive understanding of like what is within his sphere of control and what he can change and affect, right? He's not, he's not, yeah, he's, he's, he's hurt and he's devastated and he's crushed about what's going on in society, but he knows that like there's nothing he can do to stop the zombie apocalypse, but what he can do, have good hygiene, try and keep himself healthy, you know, uh, get kick-ass friends, reach out to people for help. And, and I think, like, these things translate directly into our condition. My favorite rule, which I also think is really applicable, is the one that he picks up from Tallahassee, which is enjoy the little things. You know, take, take, a, little bit of, take a little bit of pleasure and enjoyment for yourself every single day. Um, and that's, that's one of the best ways through. Um, and it might be just watching a, a goofy zombie movie from 2009, which involves Bill Murray getting shot with a shotgun by Jesse Eisenberg. Um, but it might be, you know, just calling a friend and, and kind of checking in and, and building, build, like you say, build, building some connections, building a web of support. Because, you know, like you, you know, just like you, I've been, I've been stressed, I've been scared, I've been anxious about everything that's been happening. But the thing is that we are we are all in that same position. Um, you know, that means that we all have a huge amount of shared experience in common. And that can be a really valuable thing. That can be a really important thing. Um, and, you know, we are all that we have. And so if we're going to get through something like this, it's going to have to be done together. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And like <clears throat> there, there's one rule that's kind of the the wrapper for the text of the film and that's don't be a hero. You know, Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg's character has this like very staunch isolationist policy where he will never do anything heroic for someone else because that jeopardizes himself. But his, his entire character arc, his evolution through the movie is realizing that like, no, you should be a hero. You, you, you should go out and do these things yeah. for other people because you know, the, the final conclusion yeah. of the movie is that if we remain isolated and we remain alienated, we are effectively not different from the zombies themselves. And I think that that's that that's yeah. really important, I mean, right? Like now, now is the time for heroics, and I don't mean like I don't mean tilting at windmills. I don't mean like grand gestures, right? But now is the time to like, you know, if if you've ever thought about getting involved with the IWW, or you've ever thought about you know joining up or starting a local food not bombs effort or something, like there there has never been a yeah. better time than now. You know, uh, strike while the iron is hot, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this is not about adventurism. It's about realizing that um, actually her heroism is performed in a myriad of different ways by uh, quiet people giving care and attention to the things that they love and the things that they want to see flourish in the world. Um, and I think that is something that can be done uh, during this kind of period of instability of uncertainty so building solidarity networks joining a local mutual aid group um even if it's just you know making sure your elderly neighbors have got things that they need 
as well as the things that you need. Um, join the IWW, join a union, uh, join a party, join a, a, a leftist organizing group. Don't 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 think that you can make make it through this alone. Like giant systemic crises prove that the individualist rhetoric of contemporary capitalism is only going to lead to disaster. It's only going to lead to our friends and our and our loved ones suffering unnecessarily. The only way we make it through, the only way we survive the the the, the zombie land nightmare <laughs> is by doing it together. I, I I couldn't agree more. That's that's the the ultimate lesson of this film is that and when 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 things are hard especially when things are unprecedentedly difficult we need to join together as a community we need to find solidarity and and build class consciousness because that that is the path forward that is the path to to ameliorating the worst of the effects that we're currently facing and that we might go forward to face in the future so hell yeah i wanted to thank everyone <laughs> i guess for listening to our first uh pandemic mini episode hopefully this has uh at, at the very least brought you uh, some modicum of distraction from from the madness that we're all uh you know sailing through at the current moment yep absolutely um you know we want to we want to send our love and solidarity to 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 you wherever you are in the world um thank you so much to li- for to listening for uh, thank you so much for listening to the show um and we're going to try and make sure that we're putting out things regularly so please do think about um please, joining the discord building joining the community that we're trying to build where we do watch parties we do special episodes we we hang out and talk about our favorite spooky stuff um but wherever you are stay safe stay connected get socially close but physically <laughs> distant um and stay spooky oh oh there is one more rule i do want to bring up uh the probably the one rule that i extremely disagree with and it's it's uh it's the avoid strip clubs rule now i think that i i think that right now we could definitely uh (laughs) agree with that it's probably a bad decision to go to strip clubs during the covid19 pandemic uh however however all all of of your favorite uh uh, sex workers, uh, adult entertainers, actors and actresses, they, they might have an OnlyFans, they might have a Patreon, they might have some kind of setup, and you should be, uh, now is probably the best time to start paying for your porn. <laughs> on that point, <laughs> on that point, that has been... Oh, stay, stay sane out there, everybody. Way. No, that's, that's, that's the perfect way to end this episode. I can't think of anything better. Thanks for tuning in, creeps. And remember, stay spooky. <laughs>